Welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast with me, Kathy Love. I'm a business coach who helps allied health professionals run powerful and profitable businesses in the disability sector. Join me for cutting-edge interviews with leaders in the allied health and business fields, along with plenty of practical content that you can use to make your business practice perfect. Nervous laughter from our guests today. Today on the podcast, we have Lisa Archer and Ross Archer, the founding directors of Strong Mind Psychology. And for those watching on YouTube, you will notice the magnificent banner behind them. We've just done some shameless product placement uh, before we hit record. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Kathy. Well, wind your minds back. Where did this amazing business start? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think I'll go there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> start, go there. start with Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> so it it really started um, in the car, getting a ride home from a PD with a colleague, um, and she had Aren't been. Aren't they doing... the best conversations? Yeah. They're good ones. Yes. Yeah. It was good. It just cropped up. I was going to be on the train, but then I wasn't. So yay. Um, yeah. And so she'd been doing private practice work. Um, working mobile, travelling to people in home and school. Um, And so I just asked her everything I could possibly think of because I was wondering if it was something that I could do. And by the time I got out of the car an hour later, I was like, oh, yeah, I can give this a crack. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Got Um, the ABN online on the way? (laughs) Well, no, the first thing I did was get a PO box because I just didn't want anyone to know where I lived. (laughs) Fair enough. And in my very rusty introduction, Lisa is a psychologist, so that is super relevant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been working with this colleague, this colleague um, with the Department of Education in Victoria. Um, yeah. And we'd worked together for a few years. And yeah, I guess it had been in the back of my mind. And yeah, I asked her the questions and thought, well, why not? So when was this? This was, uh, would have been late 2009. Um, and then we, you know, got on word and made some flyers and stuffed envelopes together in January of 2010. Um, and that was the beginning of uh, telling the world, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. We priced up, I think we we're pricing up assessment yes. toolkits as well and figuring out how we were going to cut and get our hands on, you know, $1,500 a pop or whatever at the yeah. time. And yeah, had to figure out where that money came from. So, Thanks, Mum. Yes. Business loan from Mum to get things rolling. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, whisk and wired in hand. So you were a solopreneur. Uh, for how long before you started to bring in team? Uh, so from 2010 until 2016. It was early 2016 when I broached a few hours of um, invoicing from someone that I had worked with in an early intervention centre, so I knew she could handle that side of things. And then a Australia Day barbecue, sit by the pool, <laughs> ask someone else if um, perhaps they could do a couple of hours of admin a week. Um, yeah, and so I, I thought I really needed to get um, admin, customer service support first because I knew how much paperwork I created 
<clears throat> that if I brought another psyche and they were going to create even more. Um, yeah, so did that little bit first. Um, and then first psych came on in October 2016. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the start yeah. of the financial year 2016 was where Strong Mind started. Yeah, mm. we, uh, we thought we were all grown up, um, picking a company name and uh, picking colours and... <laughs> Getting all that, you know, that was the fun stuff, you know, thinking about what a business card might look like and letterhead and, yeah, it's uh, between then and October was just put ourselves out there to see if we could hire someone and mm. lucky enough someone said yes to an ad. So Woo-hoo. that's where it started. And then it's just snowballed since then. So, Ross, maybe um, describe your role now and also describe what the business looks like now because it's, it's more than a solopreneur piece. Yeah, so what it looks like now, we, we just redid our numbers as we're just about to take on a few more um, provisionals. And so we have uh, seven psychs, seven psychologists, uh, seven uh, provisionals, and six customer service team, um, and those numbers include both Lisa and I. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're up to 20 in our team. Um, we have two clinics we run out of, um, one with five rooms, one with three rooms, um, that, yeah, is almost, at, if not at capacity, yeah. almost at capacity five, six days a week. So yeah. that's what it looks like now. Um, for me, my part of it, I'm a lot more on the the customer service side. They're my little team, and um, but we in in front of the scenes and behind the scenes, we do all the, the business stuff, the hiring, the reviewing, mm. and yeah, trying to chart a way forward. Mm. Isn't that amazing? When you describe it like that, that's just absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal, and a ton of a ton of work. Now let's put this snowballing business in the environment what do you guys see when you look out your windows uh, like where, where are, are we you? Um, yeah yeah so we are in the greener sides of the universe um we are in the Yarra Valley in Victoria um Yarra Junction is our home base and then we um grew and quickly expanded into Warrigal as well, which is in West Gippsland in Victoria. Um, yeah, so both, you know, if you're driving to either, it's a beautiful drive there whenever someone comes for an interview that they say, oh, it's just such a beautiful drive to get here, um, which is a good way to start, <laughs> uh, you know, mm. um, getting used to us. Um, yeah, so there's beautiful trees and there's always lots of birds. Um, yeah, so it's a, a nice space in the world to be. I suppose it's yeah. um it's what you'd call semi-rural into rural. Um, it's it, since we've been living here, which is now fifteen mm. years or so. Uh, it's gone from just starting to look a little bit like suburbia to um, looking more and more like suburbia, but you get to look at the trees and the mountains and the cows and the cows yeah. and the wineries. Yes, and the, yes, yeah. the wineries. Yeah, and and the <laughs> Warrigal area uh, is very similar. Mm. Um, maybe a few years sort of uh, back behind that, but the growth and development yeah. of suburbia within that lovely country setting is yeah, it's quite amazing to see. And it's know. a really big town. Like it's yeah, it's a, a yeah. centre really. Yeah. Mm. So what 
what have you done so brilliantly to grow your team from a rural, you know, a rural, rurally based business? I, I think my gut says like be us, um, be, be you know genuine because you know when people come in and it's not just on the values it, it is real it is we're a family business you know this this is our third baby um, we've we've grown this with our children they know all about it they're heavily involved and um, when we bring people in they join our family you know it's that's mm. what it's all about you know and we just want to be a part of the community and understand our community and you know give back to them the best we can so I think it's just being us yeah no doubt uh if you're going to fall back to one thing um we just try and do everything what feels right what feels good in our gut you know we layer on there all the you can layer on there all the professional stuff you like which we do do but um in the end it's a very just we do things uh, as honestly and genuinely as possible and uh, to be honest, when it's like a roller coaster like this, it, you you sometimes you wonder why it's it's happening and going well, but I think that's that's why. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, what you see is what you get. Yeah, yeah, because uh, um, I often hear uh, a little bit of default thinking. Oh well, we're rural, so it's going to be impossible to recruit. But you guys have totally shattered that belief you just never I don't think you ever even really believed it you just found a way well we just had to <laughs> you know I couldn't help everybody so we had to find people um yeah and I guess selling the rest of what we have to offer and once people come out and they are a part of these communities and mm-hmm. see that it matters you know we're not just we're not running a business alone it's it's us you know, caring about what's going on outside the door and, you know, buying from the local stores and getting to know who's around. It's, you know, they want to stay. They want to be here. It's a good feel. Yeah, I think we 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 figured out pretty quickly that we needed to um, hire. It was a, it was a long-term game. So <laughs> we, we needed yeah. the right people um, and in some ways that's how it started Lisa was working, uh, helping supervise some students and we're like, well, why not help them through um, the rest of their education and that's we created an internship program from that and, yeah, that itself has snowballed into what has been a, is a big part of our being at Strong Minds. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'd like to get, you know, help breed and train those new, those new psychs to be out there. Hmm. Tell us a little bit more about your commitment to teaching and perhaps elaborate on that program that you've got in place. Sure. So anyone who has studied or is interested in studying psychology will know there are many pathways to get there, (laughs) um, which does make it complicated. Um, But uh, the two um, types of provisional psychologists or the streams that we get through here are either those that have done a one-year master's so after their undergrad, after their honours, they've done a one-year master's and then they need to do a one-year supervised internship. Um, and so we have that um, paid internship here that people can um, get involved with and there's there's so much learning because of the diverse um, presentations that we get um, in the in our setting. And 
they can do assessments, they can do intervention, and every week they get supervision and all their reports are thoroughly edited and we teach to that and help build those skills um, because ultimately that's, that's their final year and we have to sign off that they're ready to be a, a psych um, and go out there into the, the big world. So um, it's a big year of learning for them and uh, we help with their, the case reports they have to write and submit to APRA, the logbooks. Yeah, there's a lot to that one. Um, and the other pathway is through the university placements. Um, and so there's now, we've had placement students from ACU, from Melbourne, from Monash. Um, and yeah, they, they now get in touch with us regularly and check whether we can take placement students on for a semester or a year. Um, yeah, and given the times that we're in at the moment, we've had some saying, look, how many can you take next year? Uh, you know, and this was June, we're getting these yeah. requests and we're going, we don't know. Um, we'll take some, but we don't know how many just yet. Yeah, so it's, um, I guess it's a good learning opportunity. Um, we, we drew, just earlier today actually, um, we do some group work with the provisionals, group supervision and training. And so earlier I was an 11-year-old doing an IQ test um, and, just, and they all took turns administering the subtest to me. Um, yeah, a few weeks back, I was a four-year-old, um, and and growing up, yeah, growing yeah, up. that's right. Next time I get to be a grown-up, um, <laughs> and yeah, a few weeks back, that was fun actually because um, they wanted me to not be quite as well behaved for a couple of subtests, so I had a final. Been hard, yeah, <laughs> not like me <laughs> at all. Been hard. <laughs> you, usually, I'm not laying on the chair and or you know running away though. No. Oh, gorgeous. I've just got such a visual. I just, yes, such a visual. I, you know, just absolutely love the commitment to students and investing in the profession. And it's great for the the students to have um, that opportunity. But what do you think it does for you as business owners and the team and even clients about having this fresh student kind of vibe in the in the building? Oh, no, no doubt. As you as you describe it, having new new young people come through here regularly, um, you know, some different walks of life, um, different backgrounds, uh, just coming in. They've, you know, they've got the the latest training and up to date ethics and like from universities. So, yeah, it, it keeps it keeps it fresh, um, but at the mm. same time. Um, it's great to quickly impart what private practice is about to these clinicians. Um, whether they end up in private practice full-time, part-time or not at all, oh, I, I love being able to teach them the what it is to have a business and what it is to know about taking payments and booking appointments and all the non-sexy side of being a clinician. Um <laughs> It's great to get that uh, that knowledge into them early. And and some of those points are really good, though, in terms of sh shifting their view as a clinician, though, too, because, um, you know, it's not just taking a payment so that we get money in the account. It's valuing your time and your service. So mm -hmm. helping them to grow in that confidence um, as their competence grows to, to know, well, you know, I've given this service today and I've mm -hmm. helped this family, there should be a payment for service and that's appropriate, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. it's the it's the old, um, you know, they wouldn't walk out of the supermarket and not pay for their groceries and uh, and say, oh, I'll get you back at payday next week sort of thing. Um, yeah. Teaching them that value and, um, yeah, because we, we all know 
too many clinicians who money is the dirty word or it's a bit uh, awkward discussing that with clients. Yeah. We, we want that to be a comfortable interaction from the beginning right through their career, no matter how they do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the topic of numbers and financials, we're not going to go into details, but <laughs> you guys have done a mountain of work in getting your heads into the numbers and the billables and the money in and the money out and the money all about. Um, how does it feel now to kind of have this growing financial confidence? I love that there's times where I go, oh, come on, don't write that in your email. I already know that. You don't have to teach it to me, you know. Like I, I know some of these <laughs> things when I'm hearing from, from our money people um, or I can pick out something that, perhaps was missed or I go, oh, is this means this now and or should we be running a report on this? The confidence I've gained in the last eight months is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I um as you as you know, Kathy, I, I play a lot of golf or I like to. Um and there's allegedly a, there's a there's a saying in golf, feel versus real. Um, and that is the same as money. And we have been through so many levels in this business of thinking you know what's happening, um, whether you're thinking it's good and it's actually bad or you're thinking it's bad and it's actually good. (laughs) When you know the real, um, you can just be so much more confident and Mm. um, looking forwards more. And, yeah, it's it's amazing when you look back to some... uh, points in in the journey that we've had um i can i can clearly remember when we first took on um our first clinician and he was doing uh three hours for us in an afternoon and it was said he had to have two appointments booked um to pay for him to be in that slot um if he had one we were going to be losing money and <laughs> And, and we were scared. We, we were scared. <laughs> and when, when there was two cancellations, um, Lisa was freaking out and yep. going, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? And because, of course, <laughs> he started when we were on holiday in Queensland. So we were doing these weird freakouts, like weren't we driving on the old or the upcoming Grand Prix track or something like that? Yeah. yeah. And we're having this weird conversation about how many hours do we need to do to cover? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to be a bit further past that. Yeah, and being able to forecast what's coming up and understand increasingly what the numbers mean, what's missing, how to reorganise them. So you've built around you a really cool bookkeeping team, accountant team, advisory team as well. So um, while I have the chance, well done. Absolutely congratulations on that because you have totally burnt the – Burnt the uh, burnt the uh, time on getting your head into that stuff. So all good um, onwards and upwards, as they say. So let's think about your wonderful team. What what are you most proud of with that amazing group of clinicians you've got? For me, it's it's about their growth. You know, I look back where they come from now. You know, we're looking back to where. It, we started I'm thinking back to where they all started mm-hmm. um, or every one of them has grown and improved in their their skills and their commitment to the company and mm-hmm. yeah so many things but yeah they've all grown it's great mm-hmm. to watch um, and I think and it links back into what you're saying before about the having the fresh 
people in the building um, regularly. In our when we're having our either group supervisions or you know, our peer supervision once a month where we all get together, the learning from each other. Oh, I just love it. We have got people who have had so much different training, you know, people who were trained internationally um, and people that trained multiple different unis and at different times. And so the approaches that everyone brings to it, aside from, yeah, their just personality and their background, it's amazing. And everyone's so excited to listen and hear from each other and bring those ideas so that we can all, you know, grow together. So I, I really enjoy being a part of that space and not being the supervisor, you know, just being able to sit and listen and learn as well. Mm. Alongside. Hi there, it's Kathy Love with a very, very brief interruption to your podcast listening. Just like you, our 2020 calendar pretty much got flipped on its head. But we are really pleased to be able to announce that we are bringing forward to July 24th our private practice online conference. And the focus for this event is accelerating business prosperity. We believe that there is so much good stuff that we will be able to bring forward into our business as new usual and our speakers are committed to that, I'm committed to that and the team is super excited to bring you amazing topics that will really get you focused on prosperity and a really solid strategy. So coming in to share their wisdom are Damien Adler from Power Diary, Darren Reich from Nuku, Yanni Sapanis from Power Diary, Natalie Hawker is coming in to update us on all the current HR legislation and requirements. Chantel Robards will be bringing us an update of NDIS. Who knows what will be coming over the NDIS line at this, across the new financial year got Mike Pollard, an accountant who specialises with medical and allied health professionals. We've also got some marketing specialists. Anna Osherov will be speaking about events. Letitia Gresh will be speaking about marketing mechanics and showing up online. I'm going to be on the, uh, on the Zoom screen as well with some really focused topics about reorienting service provision, team togetherness, more strategic marketing, getting into financials and um, high octane leadership, which is certainly what we've seen through the pandemic phase and will be absolutely critical going forward post-virus as well. Somewhere very near this interruption and near this podcast will be uh, more information about the private practice this online conference, Accelerating Business Prosperity. Your ticket is there with its name on it. It'll be the most remarkable investment. And as always, you will have access to all of the presentations for a couple of weeks afterwards. Always best to turn up live. We can't wait to see you later on in July. Make sure you get your ticket and we will see you all there. What do you guys do to promote your team values and your culture because uh you play pretty playful lot up there by the looks of it <laughs> oh, oh, we have we try to have certain set points in the calendar where we do some fun things that reflect yeah. um our, our values and what we like mm. so we have a fun run that we do every year the Warburton Fund Run that nigh on every year most of the team participate in mm. in the uh, the dorky cheap printed shirts from Kmart and yes yeah, so it's certainly we always do that and we always have like a lunch afterwards mm. and yeah it's just uh, we have we have a one of our um, customer service team she's now our social officer so 
she's in charge of um, getting those odd fun activities together. We've had everything from uh, Clean Up Australia Day where they've just got together and gone and picked up rubbish through to meeting for meeting for drinks and yeah. Um, and I think what I love is that with the fun runs. Um, yeah, we picked up another one last year that was about uh, around mental health um, in Lillida and people bring their families and friends and then those people are in our team too and it's just that welcoming, bringing someone in just because, you know, you want to also be outside today and doing something out in the community which is good for your mental health. Like, I think that's cool that we can just welcome them in and it's a, it's a fun time for everyone um, no matter what part of the team you're in. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just, but it's just general. Like we, uh, we like to just be fun around around the office and those in between times. Just I feel like everyone can be themselves and mm. chat about their interests and what's going on in their lives. And yeah, it's uh, it doesn't ever feel um, overly unnecessarily formal around here. <laughs> Gosh, no. Which you wouldn't would never be up, you know, like. I don't want an office place to be like that. If I'm going to work in an office, it's got to be fun to be at. Yeah. Um, I think that the carpooling and some um, a couple of new people have come on board recently and they live near some others and some of us have been carpooling across to Warrigal for a while now um, and you, there's a lot more open conversation in a, our car ride each way. Um, so getting to know people a if, lot. But, yeah. But learning some, other, some dating tips, yeah. things like that. Oh, all sorts of things that I never knew I was going to talk about. Um, but also, yeah, so others are picking that up as well. And so that's great because it, you know, feeds into our sustainability values, um, but it also just gives the people that relaxed hanging out time together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just sounds um, glorious. Sounds great. I'm not sure about the words love and fun run in the same sentence, but <laughs> that is completely up to you. There's a walk as well, Kathy. There's walking. There's yeah. walking. Yeah. Happy to walk. Love and, and walk can all, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Help listeners understand your unwavering commitment to serving your community. Well, um, it started because this is where this is where we live, mm. and so when we moved here, you know, over not too long a period of time, this became our community, and we wanted to stay here. So, when we had the opportunity to get our own building um, to start, it was we we fought tooth and nail to make it happen right in the middle of our town. Um, there wasn't a lot of um, leasing opportunities. Um, but we made it happen and I'm so glad we did simply because we are literally right in the middle of town and you, people walk past here and drive past here and it just leads to just being part of, being part of the community and helping in that area that Mm. there is just such a, a lack of, of service. Yeah. And that's what it stemmed from, you know, that. There were no services out here. And so if I was going to go into private practice, yes, I could, you know, go inner and charge more per session and, you know, have maybe have cruisier days, but it's, it's not my bag. Um, so I'm like, well, if I want to help people, I want to help people in our community where it's needed. Um, you know, so 
we, to, we yeah. had those we had those deep and meaningful conversations about where life might take us mm. um, uh, as a couple and financially and you know originally the plan was just to earn money and work you know four days each a week and have a day off each a week together and do the cruisy more cruisy life than other but uh, in the end we 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 dug into this and um, we work a lot longer and a lot harder than we might have planned to um, but the benefits and the benefits in terms of mm. helping the community here and it seems similar things happened in the Warragul area once yeah. once we got embedded there um, we had that conversation are we staying are we going um, it is 50 minutes away but it became our community as well yeah. and yeah we're there they're all our people, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It sounds like that um, statement: "The more you give, the more you get." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are on. Well, I don't think we are on the tail end of a pandemic here in Victoria. <laughs> I think we're all about to be sent back to our rooms as we're recording yeah. this. So you, like every other kind of business in the world, have um, had a pretty interesting few months. Where have, where have you found the gold nuggets and the positives um, through the pandemic phase? So many times that I've been saying, thanks, Corona, or Corona silver lining. But what were they? I didn't write them all down. Yeah. Um, but I, I, one that springs immediately to mind was that one of our team, he got to do a massive passion project. He ran a, a Dungeons and Dragons social skills rebeing clinic in January mm-hmm. when we did program Palooza because I love alliteration. Um, but he, with COVID, we've, we've said, well, we can't do the groups anymore. And he went, oh, I, I feel like. D&D could work and we both it was funny because we both had the same idea in two different rooms on the same day and came to each other and were like yes this will be good and he ran that program while everyone was home from work home from school he got to work with primary school kids teens and adults and he just loved it yeah. um he got to play every week innovation yeah over 12 weeks um yeah six hours in in the day of dungeons and dragons yeah. and yeah uh that was that was wonderful mm. um i think like like so many people so many places just the rapid learning um that we all did in regards to uh, telehealth um mm. running running sessions by video via phone Uh, That was just great learning that, you know, telehealth has been part of psychology for a number of years but was Mm -hmm. always the, you know, like very small percentage of our clients and just the opportunity to for people to understand it a bit better um, and be a bit more open to it has just opened up so many more possibilities um, for our current clients and and future Mm -hmm. clients. So, I mean, the number of clients from Warragul that wouldn't have gotten in but instead yeah. have been doing video sessions with clinicians in Yarra Junction um, allowed them to get support mm. when they otherwise couldn't have. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, I've also appreciated the schools re- realising that it's okay to have a professional zoom in to, a, to an SSG yeah. um, so that we can talk through the issues that we don't necessarily have to 
all drive there. Um, so which is going to, you know, save people money in their funding packages and it saves time yeah. and, oh, seriously, it's logical. <laughs> yeah. So is that one of the things you would look to keep providing ongoing? Definitely. And I've had one recently, even once we were going back to the schools, mm-hmm. I said, look, you know, it'll be much easier. It's hard for me to drive that half hour there and back in the middle of the day. So I can definitely be involved, though, if it's on video. And oh, I think there was even one that's 45 minutes away in Ringwood. And I was going, well, I can come if it's on video and they're all on board. So it's yeah, great. 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 Any other Corona gold that you're going to carry forward? Um, our toughness. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take Whoa, some gold. Let's go there. Yeah, <laughs> because it was scary, you know, at the start and so unknown and uncertain and everything could just, everything we've been working on could have just gone up in smoke. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen. And, yeah, I think having that team powwow on the Monday night, waiting till everyone got home so they could be on the couch in their trackies and comfy and just getting on Zoom together and, talking it through and letting them know that we're going to we're going to work really hard to try and keep everyone in their jobs and keep everything going so we can keep helping our families and we and we did yeah i'm i'm checking my language kathy <laughs> <laughs> it's very polite it's very polite unlike me <laughs> oh, were you guys eligible for job keeper just remind me no no no, no. so we no. Because of our rapid no. growth, we were, I don't know, don't know the exact figures, we were something like 70% up on where we were from March last year. Yeah. So we yeah, would have to quite. have a massive, massive fall. To, and, look, we, we figured that out pretty quickly and that was one of the drivers was just, no, we're mm. going to not even think about that. Yeah. We're going to do what we can. One, because of, one, we wanted to keep this beast going. Two, we wanted all our staff to be secure and have their purpose and their job. Mm. And three, we wanted to stay um, available for our clients. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, you know, we feel those obligations to keep service to them because we sure know it was even more needed, if yeah. that's even possible, when corona yeah. hit. So. Yeah. And we did that during virtual school. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, please let them go back after the holidays. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah, ton, a ton, a ton of work. Now, you guys kind of are life partners and business partners. How do you kind of navigate the that and nervous laughter? (laughs) Yeah. So sometimes beautifully. We um I don't think we've ever like tried to put in place any particular rules or boundaries mm. around it. We really often just feel our way through. Um we often feel like we complement each other in in ways and it, it can switch, you know. One day Lisa can be the hysterical nutter and I have to be the calming voice and then the next day it's the complete opposite. <laughs> Good cop, bad cop, it swaps around. Yeah, it just um, seems to balance out like that. Probably um, an important thing that we did and it's been later on, I guess, as work, as, you know, the ideas flow and hit us at different times and there's more teams and more people to manage, um, we've 
you know, taken to checking first, like let me know when you're ready for a work question or, you know, if we're at home um, or out and about or, you know, just I've got something, it can wait till later, let me know when you when's good um, so that we're not just ambushing each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess um, it's an ongoing craft, isn't it? Because your kiddos are growing up and they're going to need different skills and time and chauffeuring from you as well so do you have days of the week when you do not talk about work at all it's just off limits or times of the week uh not specifically but if i think if we want it we say it um Mm. so i you know if i'm going out in the golf course for five hours i will say you know i'm trying to switch off now um, unless the house is burning down, don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Um, yeah. yeah. But no, look, we we find a lot of those those gold nuggets in those quiet <laughs> times when you yeah. might think, hey, you don't need to talk about work. But um, we were out for a run together on Monday evening while the kids are at a karate yeah. session, and we ran and we chatted about work stuff yeah. and. That was good because it was able to be done when you're exercising. Yeah. Often that clarity comes. Different energy. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's right. And we have created this year that we've got that um, director meeting on a Monday. So we have definitely have that two hours where it's just us mm. and it's really intense time that we're digging through bigger stuff. Um, but it isn't long enough at all. Um, and, you know, the idea is my brain doesn't really turn off often. So, um the ideas just pop up at different times, but it happens for Ross as well. Mm, yeah. Yes. So my my two days that I'm still out um, cleaning windows, that's when I often have my light bulb moments. Yeah. Because I have, I'm away, I've stepped away from it, and um, things can work their way through in my brain. And yes, Lisa often often will get um, a number of voice messages from me or text messages with why don't we do this or what's happening with this sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's when I yeah. do that. <laughs> Big reminder about needing to give our thinking some blue sky and uh, take some structure away at times as well. Yeah. All righty. I'm just going to throw you the crystal ball of the next 12 months. Did you get it? Yeah. Uh, what... What what are you kind of dreaming up that you can you know you don't have to spill all but uh, <laughs> what are the what are the future plans? It's the I think what it's been for a while now <laughs> um, is the multidisciplinary um, hub. Oh, the secrets yeah. out. Yeah, the secrets out. It's not that secret, but yes, it is now publicly out there um yeah we really there is like we said so much need in the areas that we work in and that we're supporting um yeah so we'd love to be working with speeches and ot's um you know not just working with them in other practices but having them in our team to so that we can learn from them so that we can give a more holistic approach and yeah that's that's the big dream I think some other things, uh, I don't know whether it's quite within a year, but, um, yeah, certainly within the next few years is expansion of the buildings we're in or 
something like that. Um, that's a big. It's a big thing always on our mind. Um, the pressures on room space and uh, mm. team ever growing. Yeah. Um, and for us personally within within the business, just that greater shift to um, management and yeah. uh, being being a, a, like that step above and uh, not having to be in the thick of it and having good training and, and good people doing the work. Yeah. It often feels like I can either be an awesome psych one week or an awesome CEO one week. You know, that it just feels this shift, like it's really hard to have done everything beautifully in the week. I'll feel more a sway to one direction because I've done that really well in the week. But, yeah, reducing mm. some of my clinical load, I'm very much looking forward to just so that I can be do me better. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, and serve your team kind yeah. of with, you know, the right amount of time and serve the family and yeah. serve the community differently as well. Absolutely yeah. amazing. What kind of final thoughts would you love to lob into the conversation uh, for those that are listening that are just looking at the calendar, figuring out how to get it all done, imagining what it's going to look like? What are your words of wisdom, guys? Oh, first thing that comes to mind is uh, you can either do it yourself or you can pay someone else to do it for you um, and just look at those areas that are not quite in your wheelhouse um, mm. and there are people who are paid professionals out there. Um, it's your time and, and maybe it's better spent doing something else than and pay someone else to do it for you. So mm. I've, I've come to terms with that more and more through life in general and now owning a business um, and it's it's a lot more peaceful on the other side, I think. What are some quick examples of, of that outsourcing, Russ? Uh, get, get yourselves really good uh, accounting and financial support, yeah. Um, yeah. bookkeeping. Yeah. yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Business uh, coach. Business, yes. <laughs> Without saying. Um, yeah, so many examples. Um, even uh, you know, I, I take care of the take care of a lot of the maintenance and coordinating that stuff in the rooms. But uh, you know, just pay something to do it. I don't Cleaning. need to buy, buy a <laughs> I don't need to buy a blind from Bunnings and hang it up myself. I'll pay the local company to do it because you know it's spreading the money in the community and. Yeah. Saving me time and it's going to get done properly and done well. Yeah. 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 Lisa, your words of wisdom? So I think for me, just it's give it a crack. You know, find, find out some information but you are never going to be fully there when you start. It's okay to learn along the way. Um, yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you. I think we should uh, definitely get you back in to kind of find out about uh, growth plans from here and how it all ends up. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think I, I would also just like to wish in for you really, really quickly that you do get to reschedule that family holiday that <laughs> has been put on the back burner. I hope that's in your, in your crystal ball oh, um, yeah. as well and that you <laughs> find those passports and get on that jet um, as well. So, yeah, big Thank wish you. For, uh, from me for, for you all on that one as well. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes you just got to um, 
go with it and yeah. then um, re re-aim your, your hopes and dreams. <laughs> it will come. It will come. Just not yet. <laughs> it will come. Alrighty. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks, Kathy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit practicemadeperfectpodcast.com. While you are there, you can subscribe for future episodes and continue your business adventure with me. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The Private Practice Made Perfect podcast is brought to you by Experts on Air Podcast Network.